0: Thank you for joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll be hearing from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy a devotional thought from the pen of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, God is a Sanctuary. The text is Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 16. Therefore say, Thus saith the Lord God, Although I have cast them far off among the heathen, and although I have scattered them among the countries, yet will I be to them as a little sanctuary in the countries where they shall come. Banished from the public means of grace, We are not removed from the grace of the means. The Lord who places his people where they feel as exiles will himself be with them and be to them all that they could have had at home in the place of their solemn assemblies. Take this to yourselves, O ye who are called to wander. God is to his people a place of refuge. They find sanctuary with him from every adversary. He is their place of worship, too. He is with them, as with Jacob, when he slept in the open field, and rising said, Surely God was in this place. To them also he will be a sanctuary of quiet, like the Holy of Holies, which was the noiseless abode of the Eternal. They shall be quiet from fear of evil. God himself, in Christ Jesus, is the sanctuary of mercy. The Ark of the Covenant is the Lord Jesus, and Aaron's rod, the pot of manna, the tables of the law, all are in Christ our sanctuary. In God we find the shrine of holiness and of communion. What more do we need? O Lord, fulfill this promise, and be ever to us as a little sanctuary. If you've been blessed by the beautiful sacred music which forms a part of Let the Bible Speak, you may obtain a CD containing a sampling of these Christ-honoring selections. Entitled, Our Great Redeemer's Praise, this CD will provide you with nearly an hour of such beloved pieces as, Praise my soul, the King of Heaven. Be still, my soul. May the mind of Christ my Savior and in heavenly love abiding... These songs are performed by the various musical groups of Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina. This CD is available free of charge to our Let the Bible Speak listeners. To obtain a copy, you may contact us by email, by telephone, or by regular mail. You may call 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. Or you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Ask for your free copy of Our Great Redeemer's Praise. Call or write for your copy today. Today on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues his series on the work and the person of the Holy Spirit with the next portion of a message called The Power of the Spirit. Our text is found in Acts 1, verse 8, in which just prior to his ascension back to heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ instructed his disciples, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem... And in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. In explaining the meanings of the power of the Holy Spirit, Dr. Cairns said that the essence of it is the operation of the Spirit to enable his servant so as to use that servant in exalting Christ. We have already seen that God's work cannot be done by human methods. The power of the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential. As Dr. Cairns will demonstrate, there is a constant need for a fresh endowment of the spirit's power for each task. Also, the evidence of the spirit's power is that it is always for the purpose of doing God's work. Now Dr. Cairns continues this message, "The power of the Spirit.":
1: Now let's turn to the scriptures and see, and for, look four in verse 36 Look four in verse 36. Speaking of Christ, they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this! For with authority and power he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they come out of him. I want you to notice the conjunction of the two things. Christ, when he came full of the Holy Spirit, full of the power of the Spirit, he had authority. And then he had ability. You find the same thing in his apostles. We were reading in Acts 4. Well, in the 13th verse, you'll find the apostolic authority. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. They had authority. My, they could even silence the learned chief priests because they spoke with authority. But they spoke with more than authority, because uh, we find that uh, verse 14, they had ability. Beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against them. There was the proof. They had the ability. Now, I don't want to labor this, but I think of the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 4. And at the end of that chapter, verse 18, he says, Now some are puffed up as though I would not come to you. But I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will. And will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. If there's one thing that I would love to take from the Word of God and have it emblazoned upon our church today and upon Christianity generally today, it is this statement of the Apostle Paul. If there's one thing that American Christendom needs to learn, it is this truth. We are living in a day when there's so much profession, there is so much speech, and Paul says, I'm coming. And I'm not interested in what they are merely saying. I'm not interested in their profession. I'm looking for the reality of power. The kingdom of God is not just so much hot air. When we get into spiritual matters, we ought not to be dealing in fairy tales. We ought to be dealing in reality. kingdom of God is in power. Men and women... There is a singular lack of the power of God today. Sometimes when I'm getting ready to come out before church, I switch on uh, WMUU's Sunday morning radio service. This morning uh, they had uh, Mr. Shelton preaching, Dr. Shelton preaching, and before, I didn't get to hear much of what he had to say, but a letter from a Baptist mission leader who a few weeks ago was in Romania, and he told the story, rather not a letter, he related a tape, he told the story of how earlier this year in the great blizzards that swept Europe, in snow that stopped all the traffic, amidst great persecution with no heat in the home of the pastor no heat in the hotel of the evangelist no heat in the church with something like twenty degrees of frost that building was strong with men and women the power of God was there so much so that they took the very doors off the building the pews out of it let them stand shoulder to shoulder with crowds standing in a blizzard of snow outside for three and a half hours while God in reality blessed the preaching of his word that's the power of God that is power we have all the theories We have all the talk. We have learned the trite little phrases. We're like so many programmed computers, and we know exactly what answer to spit out. But Paul says, I'm not looking for mere speech. I'm looking for power. That's the essence of the infilling. Spirit of God. Let me take that one stage further. The essentiality of it. There's something that's absolutely essential about this. It always interests me that the Lord Jesus was with his disciples immediately before his ascension. He said, you are going to be witnesses. And then he said, but tarry till you be endued with power on high. You know, there's a message for every preacher. There's a message for every missionary. Never imagine for a minute that having done a course in a Bible college fits you for the gospel ministry or fits you for the mission field. Never for one minute think that having learned so many facts it is enough to make you a servant of Jesus Christ for the Lord Jesus had had these people in the best seminary where the son of God was the professor where direct revelation was the course and yet he says as you go out to witness tarry." oh we're always in so much of a hurry Jesus says, Tarry, my, what would he say today about the height and the activity that have taken over from spirituality in all our churches? What would he say about preachers who say, I'm too busy to pray, I'm too busy to study. I get my sermon outlines out of books because I have to have a manual. And my, how this sickens my heart. I wonder what it does to the Lord. A manual for the busy pastor. I never heard such utter blasphemous claptrap in all my life. For the busy pastor, what's it saying? For the man who has vowed to be a man of God and is so busy running hither and thither. Doing this, doing that, doing the other thing, that he can't take time with God. Jesus says, Tarry. Tarry! It takes time if you're ever going to be anything with God and for God. Not just for the preacher, but for every believer. There is a time alone with God. There is a time out of the public view. There is a time on your face in the secret place. There is a time when God grips your heart. When the Holy Ghost comes to deal with your soul. When the Word of God exercises its unspeakable power in your own being. There is a time alone with God and that's absolutely essential. Tarry, tarry, Until... You're endued with power. Let not your authority be the authority of office. My, I pity those poor little pastors who can only come to their people and say, I am your pastor, therefore respect me, do this, do that, do the other. God help such spiritual poverty. Never imagine your only boldness can be from your office. There is a dignity in any office God gives, particularly in a pastoral office. Never, however, make that your only boldness. Never let your boldness merely be the courage of the flesh. Let it be rather... That which is communicated by the Spirit of God as he overwhelms the heart with the greatness of Jesus Christ and the power of his gospel. Tarry till you be endued with power from on high. We must have the power of the Spirit of God. Ephesians 6.12 gives you one reason. We're fighting against a powerful foe fighting against the devil we're living in a day when there's a a great upsurge of stupid stupid talk about especially coming out of Pentecostal backgrounds though not limited to there of people just clicking their fingers and they have the authority to cast the devil out as I say there's a big difference between authority and ability I want to tell you when these people if they ever really do get to meet with the devil face to face, they're going to sing with a different tune. They're going to find then that all the empty little words in the world don't mean a thing. And all the excitement and all the enthusiasm doesn't change a thing. I want to tell you, we're against a powerful foe and against him we need the power of the Holy Ghost the work that we're about is impossible without the Holy Ghost you know excitement can generate certain commitments and decisions in times of great excitement you can get people to put up their hands walk up the aisles say that they're going to become Christians and all the rest of it and I want to tell you, if that's all there is, they'll go to hell. Because only the Holy Spirit can convict a man of a sin. Only the Holy Spirit can enlighten a man's mind in the knowledge of Christ. Only the Holy Spirit can renew a man's will. Only the Holy Spirit can give life to a dead soul. Only the Holy Spirit can save by applying Christ to the heart. We're against a powerful foe. We have an impossible task apart from the Spirit. We ourselves are weak and unprofitable. The psalmist, way back in the 60th Psalm, had to confess, Vain is the help of man. But then he could say, through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Nothing but the power of the Holy Ghost can do the job. Do you remember when the Lord Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration? Do you remember what happened? Down there in the valley, there was a man who had brought his son for healing. He was devil-possessed, and he was lunatic. He had a double disease, satanic and psychiatric. And he says in verse 16, I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Underline that. They could not. Now then, the Lord Jesus answered and said O faithless and perverse generation how long shall I be with you how long shall I suffer you bring him hither unto me Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour notice the difference the disciples could not oh they could claim authority they were the disciples of Christ they had in the past cast out devils They had done many wonderful works. They had come back rejoicing that every devil they had met was subject unto them. And now they come and they're faced with this critical situation and they were trying it in their own power and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Reminds me of Samson. Samson had carried gates of a city on his back Samson had smitten the enemy in droves. Samson had been a holy terror to the devil's crowd. Samson had been unconquerable and unstoppable. And when his head was shaved, Delilah said, The Philistines be upon you. He arose and said he would shake himself just as at other times. And he wist not. The Spirit of God was gone from him. There he was in the arm of flesh. And he was absolutely useless. He needed the power of the Spirit of God.
0: Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. Founded by Dr. Alan Cairns, Let the Bible Speak is also heard in many parts of the world through the international radio outreach of Let the Bible Speak, produced in Northern Ireland. The Free Presbyterian Church stands without apology for the absolute inerrancy of the Bible, emphasizing preaching that centers on the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ and is militant in its stand against the ecumenical apostasy and the efforts of the world to infiltrate the Church. For further information about the Free Presbyterian Church, you may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us at 864-244-2408. Or you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Again, that's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Also, we encourage you to visit the website of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America at www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak.